What's up, people? It's another episode of Just for Sport. Jamoke Davis with you. And I know I'm putting out this show at a little bit of a different time, almost like a quiet storm version of Just for Sport. You may be listening to this Saturday morning or Friday night when I put it out. But I'm going to first start by, well, one, sharing with you what's going on with me and why it was tough this whole week. Uh, It was random, but I ended up getting COVID. And uh, our littlest one is had it first and I think just us not knowing the difference between what a cold is and obviously it was more than a cold so uh, it's been quite a week quite a week but we are surviving and we got a snowstorm coming so we got to be sheltered in place anyway So it'll just be more of the same, possibly, until next Monday or Tuesday. We'll see how it goes. You never know. But, I mean, I want snow. I want to go sledding with the kids, assuming they're healthy. I mean, at least based on the way they're acting, you wouldn't even know they even had COVID. But I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. But, you know, not saying it to get any sympathy from anybody, but just it's been interesting to experience You know, for anyone who is a listener that may have had it as well, just, you know, the feeling of being lethargic and coughing and sneezing constantly. Never had a headache, which one of the the things that I hate the most is having a headache. Um, But just, you know, not feeling 100% and having everybody in one house. I just didn't feel like it was really a good time to be doing a pod. But Friday night, I'm feeling a little bit better after suffering through the week, but I recognize also that my suffering is nothing compared to some of the people who've had to go into emergency rooms. I don't wish COVID on anyone, whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. I want everyone to be safe and healthy, but man, when I got that positive, I was like, oh boy, what's going to happen next? Well, hasn't been too bad. Hasn't been too bad. So what has been bad, what's been really just like irking me so so much is this Novak Djokovic thing it's 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 getting to me y'all and it's not getting to me because he's necessarily unvaccinated but Novak Djokovic has been trying very hard to play in this Australian Open, which he's won like a billion times. He wants to be the greatest tennis player ever is what he's chasing to have more majors, more Grand Slams won than Federer and Nadal. And I hope he doesn't get to play in the Australian Open. Not because he's so much because he's vaccinated or unvaccinated, but I wish the Australian Open had a backbone to say, no, there is no exemption. If you're vaccinated, you can play. If you're not vaccinated, you can't. But if you've been following this, again, it doesn't matter which way of the fence you fall on. You got to know, you've got to been reading that this guy has been lying the entire time to get into Australia. 
he has disregarded and purposefully did things that he knew he probably shouldn't have been traveling within the two weeks before he came into Australia. He even had to acknowledge that, yeah, uh, I may have put some things on my travel declaration that were incorrect. He didn't indicate that he was traveling to multiple countries within the two weeks before he arrived in Australia, trying to blame others on human error, saying he didn't know he had COVID when he was with a bunch of children unmasked at an event where I'm sure he's sweating or if nothing else, just talking to people. Then he finds out, oh, I had it after the fact, my bad. My issue is that the guy simply doesn't care about anyone else but himself. He doesn't care about the other tennis players that he may be around. I mean, I don't even know if you say he cares about his coaches and family, but I mean, they might be in—they might be anti-vaxxers too. But he certainly doesn't care about the Australian citizens who he may be carrying something into the country and starting to spread it. And obviously, even for me, I'm learning how crazy Omicron just goes through people. Doesn't affect people all the same way. Just because you think, and I think, oh, well, I had a cold. I felt lethargic, like I couldn't move. And yet to like five minutes, I felt exhausted, like I've been running a marathon. Yeah, that's how I felt. But there are a lot of people who get COVID that feel a lot worse. And they're in the hospital for months, weeks. So again, not about you. It's about what you could potentially do to others by spreading it. And Novak Djokovic simply does not care about anyone. And if I'm a citizen of Australia, if I'm this, uh, any, I mean, anyone in the courts, really, the immigration minister, Alex Hawke, who blocked Novak's visa, which was originally revoked at the airport, Melbourne Airport, and then they put him in a detention center, immigration detention. He's got to go. And I force, I hope that he's forced to go to send a message that just because you have money, and in some cases power, that doesn't mean that you get to do everything and just run roughshod over policies and laws. And that's what he's doing. And Australia is already facing a massive surge in virus cases from Omicron. 130 new cases were reported on Friday. Including 35 in the vicinity of where Novak Djokovic is. Of course, they aren't getting as sick. We understand that. I just think it's important. And I wish Djokovic would say, you know, I'm not going to play. Let me, let me not play. But I know that also is setting a precedence for possibly the other tournaments, Wimbledon, French Open, U.S. Open, for them all to say, nope, you can't play. 
unless you're vaccinated. And I think it's a fair thing to do. I think it's a fair thing to do. What isn't fair is what's happened to me in the with my picks, mostly with the NBA. Do you get the feeling that like you can't, you know, when I was on Dexter's show, the NBA Exchange, and we talked about how it's hard to bet and make picks, you never know from one game to the next who's going to play, who's going to be sitting out, not just because of injuries, as especially as I was watching tonight, Zach Levine hurt his knee, hope it's nothing major, and he comes back because the Bulls are a really good story. But it could be serious. But no, this is more about not even knowing where the lineups are. Who's good and who's bad? I mean, I thought the Hornets were pretty good. They lose to the Magic. The Magic were 8-35. and And they go into Charlotte and win tonight. The Raptors didn't just lose to the Pistons. The Raptors, who I am, not just me, but listening on, you know, to the broadcast, you know, and TNT and on TNT. Oh, yeah, the Toronto's up. They're on the rise. Then you lose by 16 to the Pistons, who hadn't won but nine games all season. Just don't know what's going on. I mean, the Warriors beating the Bulls tonight, I mean, obviously, without Zach Levine, that played a big role. The Bulls were probably struggling. Lucky I didn't, <laughs> I didn't make that bet. The bet I went with that I won tonight was I said the Heat would beat the Hawks with a spread of minus five. Woo! That was a tight one. That was a tight one. Heat win by six. Woo! But I got it. I'm trying to get back to Mount 500. But just when you think teams are really good and you're like, man, I don't know. I mean, the Bucks, whoo. I mean, the hurting they put on the Warriors on Thursday night. I tweeted out, don't even watch that game after halftime. Just don't even watch. It, it it was just tough. And I know it's tough for the Warriors in general. They're trying to bring back Klay Thompson, uh, you know, playing without their MVP, I guess I should say. I guess I could say MVP. They had Steph Curry, but... As people have been talking about that Draymond Green should be the MVP for Golden State. No. But, I mean, that's a big deal when you don't have him on your team. There's no doubt about that. But then I look at the Thunder, who went into Brooklyn and beat them by 21 points. And okay, okay, fine, yeah. They didn't have Kyrie. They didn't have KD. But they still had one all-star. And James Harden. 
I mean, for me, I don't, Oklahoma City, they don't have a single all-star. The inconsistency with the Nets, I will continue to say it, I think is going to hurt their playoff chances. You can't have these games where you got one player, and I'm talking about strictly with the three all-stars. You got one player playing tonight, then maybe you have two the other night, then you have three or the next night, then you have two the next night, then three and then one. Like, you're not going to build consistency like that. You're just simply not going to build consistency like that. And consistency of the teams, you know, needing to play a certain way. I mean, the Hornets, I just talked about how the Hornets, you know, lost a home game on Friday night that... I expected them to beat Orlando at home, you know, to think they go up to Philly and beat Philly pretty handily. It's, you know, I mean, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I just, I just feel like you just don't know from one game to the next. You just don't, but I'm trying to make picks. I'm going to get near 500. Once I get near 500, depending on how some of my NFL gut check picks that I'm going to get to here shortly play out, maybe, maybe it's going to be a good a good year for me. Uh, you know what? I'm hanging in there. Hopefully some of these teams, because the Lakers have been inconsistent too, and there's talk of them getting Anthony Davis back. Bam Adebayo is going to be back for Miami Heat soon. Jimmy Butler came back tonight. We shall see. I think we're only seeing the beginning of trades that may affect the NBA as well as Cam Reddish was traded from the Hawks to the Knicks. And I actually found that trade interesting because it took me back to the draft with Rui Hachimura and some people said they should have taken Cam Reddish, but that the Wizards made a business decision because they wanted, you know, to tap into the Japanese market in terms of ticket sales and, you know, uh, viewership for watching the games. I don't know when Rui, if he will ever come back, but he hasn't played this season. Doesn't look like he's going to be back. Or I guess just don't know when, as I wish for Wes Unsell Jr. to uh, get safely out of COVID protocol. Hopefully he's doing well. But I also feel like that means to me, in my mind, that there's a little bit more parity in the NBA. Or is it just that COVID protocol is just wrecking the league? That very well could be it. Because when I, I mean, I look at the top 10 in the Eastern Conference, the only team that stands out to me is like they look like they don't belong, or I'm just surprised at not only how well they're playing, but six games over 500, the Cleveland Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference. I think between the Cavs, maybe the Hornets and Wizards, you'd think the Celtics and Hawks would be up there, and they're not. 
And I think the Hawks, you know, talking about trading John Collins, telling you, you cannot win with just a point guard. I don't care how good you think that point guard is. If he's not Steph Curry, who's got Klay Thompson and Draymond Green on his team too, two other all-stars, stop thinking Trey's going to be able to carry your team. It's not going to happen. And they're seven games under 500. Stop it. Just stop it. The Western Conference, just the usual suspects in the top 10. The Timberwolves and the Portland Trail Blazers are 9 and 10, but every other team in there, maybe the only team I would say, whoa, I didn't expect that. No one did, but the Memphis Grizzlies are in third place at 30 and 14. They're climbing, won 11 in a row. May get a win tonight over the Dallas Mavericks. They are a quality basketball team led by John Morant. And I will say, yep, yep, I know what you're going to say. Well, they can't win with a point guard either. I don't disagree with you on that. The difference, I think, of what we're seeing in Memphis is maybe better coaching, but realistically, I think a better roster. Clint Capella not playing for Atlanta could play a very big role in that. Steven Adams. Shout out to Pitt. Let's go, Pitt. He is holding it down in the middle for Memphis. They have a gritty, young team. Scrappy, quick. Woo, John Moran with that two-handed block. Beating the Lakers. Staring down the, the Warriors as they beat them in Memphis, too, on this 10-game winning streak. Or, excuse me, 11-game winning streak. They're really good. But I'm going to stand by that. You need more than just a point guard to win a championship. Atlanta's going to learn the hard way. Because, I mean, I don't know what they're looking at. You don't try to blame other players when you just can't simply say, yeah, we just can't win with Trey Young being probably the best player. We got to have more. Okay, so they're going to say, oh, John Collins isn't more. So you're going to get Ben Simmons? What? That's not adding offense. I would contend it's not even really adding defense. Because now you got two point guards, and one's going to be bent out of shape before you know it when he's like, yo, I didn't come here to just be a shutdown defender. I want the ball in my hand leading. But I don't see Trey as a two guard. And you can leave Ben wide open. So I feel like Atlanta's really between a rock and a hard place. They don't know what to do to turn it around. But once they figure out we need another all-star, a solid all-star, and maybe two all-stars, and... Maybe it ends up being that Trey Young is not the best player on the team. Maybe you got something. But until then, I don't see it. I just really don't see it. They also have no defense either. They have no defense. None. Now, I tweeted out something. And... I'm going to stand by it about NBA fan voting. It's got to stop. 
I just, it's got to stop. And I just feel like uh, we just can't do it. You can't, you look at the votes, the top 10 vote getters. When I go down the list, one of these names doesn't belong. And in my mind, starting in the Western Conference, that name is Andrew Wiggins. We just can't have fans voting because you end up getting ridiculous players having a potential to play in the All-Star game. I know it's probably unlikely that he's going to get in. But just to see his name up there, just like it, it just makes it ridiculous. The front court, I just even Anthony Davis, who hasn't even played, I feel like he's only played half of the games in the first half of the season, and he's ranked fifth. Draymond Green is ranked sixth, and I know that you're going to say, oh, because he does all the intangibles, but Mama, he's just not an all-star. Carmelo Anthony, seventh. Like I'm just looking at this, I'm just like, how is this possible? I just, I get annoyed with fan voting. On the guards, Clay Thompson is ranked fourth and he's only played three games. He shouldn't even be eligible. Russell Westbrook is six. You're telling me realistically, Russell Westbrook, you watched him play and you're like, that's all-star caliber basketball. Fans just don't deserve to vote if we're just going to get. And maybe it's just a system by the NBA. Oh, just retweet. Teams just being like, oh, retweet, like for a vote. No, do you, you shouldn't even be allowed to do that. And I was a part of that system. In the Eastern Conference, it looks a little better. The only one where I'm like, nah, LaMarcus Aldridge is 10th in the front court. I don't care that it's only with 216,000 plus votes. And Kevin Durant is at the top also in Brooklyn with over 4 million. I just am annoyed that LaMarcus Aldridge is even on the list. That's what annoys me. And lastly, as I look at the guards, Derrick Rose, I just don't see it. That's the only one. He's ranked seventh. And I just don't see it. I just really, oh my gosh, I just, mm -mm. 
the fact that Andrew Wig I don't know Andrew Wiggins as an All Star okay I, I I'd like to say it's something I don't know but I can't imagine anybody would say no he should be there okay you're receiving love from the fans but just doesn't make any sense to me just doesn't make any sense all right as I end this this episode would also may not make much sense or that I will actually get them all right, although I am certainly going to try. It's time for my NFL playoff gut check picks. I'm really looking forward to the playoffs. I'm looking forward to, actually, as I mentioned on the last episode, about there are no more Monday games. I forgot we got a Monday playoff game. So I'm excited that we get another Monday game. That's going to be a lot of fun. But here we go with my gut check picks for the first weekend in the playoffs. Raiders, Bengals. Bengals a favorite at home at minus five and a half. I'm taking the Bengals. Patriots, Bills in Buffalo. Now, this is probably the first one I was like, oh, man, this is going to be tough. You remember the Patriots? The last game, they crushed the Bills in Buffalo. And the crazy thing is to think that there were only three passes thrown by the New England Patriots' Mac Jones. And they still won. I imagine the Bills will be a better team. But I'm taking the Patriots at plus four and a half in that game. I at least think it might be closer and that the Bills will still win. I just think it's going to be a close game. Eagles at the Buccaneers. The Bucs are favored at minus eight. In my mind, I do think that if Aaron Rodgers gets MVP, which I was saving that for Monday, but I think that is ridiculous to think that people can't consider Brady or that Bruce Arians thing that it's a travesty if Brady isn't voted MVP, he has more passing touchdowns than Aaron Rodgers. They have the same record at 13 and 4 to end the season and the Bucks were playing in a tougher division. If you don't believe me, go look at the stats. Remember that the Detroit Lions hadn't won a game until week 11. The Bears are bad, BAD. Minnesota's bad. They got a little bit better towards the end of the season. They lost some tough games, I'll give you that. But the NFC South was actually a tougher division this year. I think it's just too much Aaron Rodgers hype. And Aaron Rodgers missed some games too. And we know why he missed some games. Yeah, I'm not feeling that as an MVP. Now, our uh, our guy, Arkush, the writer in Chicago, should have been quiet about, yo, I'm not voting for Aaron Rodgers. That probably fueled maybe more fire for, for people, to media members, to vote for him. No, I'm not. 
I'm not buying he's the MVP. But the Buccaneers at minus eight over the Eagles, I think it determines what we get from Jalen Hurts. Can the Eagles keep it close? You know, Tom Brady, yes, he seems to be able to win with whoever is on his team. And we will have to see what happens on Sunday. But I'm going to gamble here and take the Bucks at minus eight. I will. 49ers at the Cowboys. Now, see, the 49ers look good against the Rams, but we can't forget that they were down 17-0, and that was a divisional game. The Cowboys have looked good towards the end of the season. I will give you that, but this is playoff football. At minus three, I don't want to... Look at the Cowboys just because I'm a Washington football team fan and I just have a hard time picking them. I'm just, I'm not sure if the 49ers just got up for that game because it was the Rams or they're really good. I think Jimmy Garoppolo gets a bad rap sometimes for how much he seems to be able to win games. I know he is, he's kind of injury prone, but the Cowboys at minus three, I think I'm about to take the Cowboys with that one. Next game, Sunday night, the Steelers at the Chiefs. Chiefs are favorite minus 12 and a half. Now, the last time the Steelers played the Chiefs, the Steelers got demolished. But I also think that this team in the Pittsburgh Steelers have been playing for Big Ben. And by the way, my prediction is Big Ben will be back next season. That's my prediction. He's going to be back. He's not going to call it quits. He's going to take the offseason to think about it. He's going to call TB12 and say, yo, I need your trainer to work with me. Get me in better shape. I want to make it to at least 20 seasons. Like Brady, if I can be like Brady, that's what Big Ben's going to say. So I think he comes back next year, and I think the Steelers make it a closer game than this uh, minus 12 and a half, the Chiefs are favored. So I'm going to take the Steelers at plus 12 and a half. In the last game, Monday night, Cardinals at the Rams. Now the Rams should have won that game at home against the 49ers. I got to hand it to you. Debo Samuel is off the chain. Should have mentioned that when I was talking about 49ers Cowboys. Shout out to Debo. I met him down in Houston. He's pretty cool. Hanging out with Trent Williams, James Harden, Debo Samuel, Lil Wayne. I really, well, I was hanging out with some of them. Not Lil Wayne, but got to see a private concert, which was pretty cool. But I also thought that Matthew Stafford should be up for MVP. The record says that he still can be. But I think, unfortunately, the number of turnovers that he's had, you know, 12 and 5, one game below the Packers and the Buccaneers, yeah, he's probably not going to get MVP. But I do think that they'll beat the Cardinals. Now, 
if they'll beat the Cardinals and the Cardinals are favored at minus four, excuse me, at plus four, are the underdogs at plus four? I'm going to take the Rams. I'll take the Rams at minus four. So let's review. I got the Rams at minus four, the Steelers at plus 12 and a half, the Cowboys at minus three, the Bucks at minus eight, the Patriots at plus four and a half, and the Cincinnati Bengals at minus five and a half. And those are my gut check picks. I wish everybody uh, to have a great weekend. Stay healthy as best you can. Enjoy the NFL playoffs. If you're watching NBA basketball, by the way, as I tweeted out, I did not recognize most of the guys on the NHL All-Star team. I was like, I don't know who these players are. I really don't. I had like four of them. And I was surprised Sidney Crosby wasn't on it, on that list. I mean, heck, if the NBA can put Klay Thompson uh, possibly in the All-Star game, Genny Malkin, who just came back for the Penguins, just throw him on there. Just throw him on there because of what he's done in the past. Why not? Okay, I know they probably won't do that. But anyway, enjoy a weekend of sports, as I will. To the window! Ciao for now.